Come on, come all, come gather round. Come hear tales both lost and found. Grab yourself a drink with a splash of lime. It's David and Michael's story time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a special quarantine episode of Story Time. Looking at me on a web camera, well, that's David Miller. And staring right back at me through the internet is Michael Santel. Now listen, everybody, if you've listened to this show at all, you know that we're a low-tech show. And today is as about as crazy as we can uh, muster to get an episode to you. Right. Given the current situation around the world, we are currently at our respective homes, which are <laughs> Yes, and quarantined away place. from each other. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> And so we're recording in two separate locations. We have like a backup stream recording that is of much worse quality. So if you're hearing that. Much worse quality. If you're hearing that. If that's the version that you're hearing, then what we are trying to do didn't work. We totally Uh, failed you if that's what you're listening to. But we're recording in two separate locations. So hopefully we get decent-ish quality recordings. Um, yeah. But the syncing is going to be weird, so it's just going to be a whole mess timing-wise. So we'll see what works. Either way, we're trying to get stuff out to you best we can. Well, That's David, it. we're in dark times right now, and it feels like there's a scariness in the world. Okay. I'm looking at you right now. You look frightening. Your I, beard is unkempt. What? You're, no, there's I, a, there's okay. a darkness shading your face. You're lying because I trimmed my beard. I like trimmed everything <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I was grizzly <laughs> yesterday. David, David said everything and then took his hands and traced his entire body I, to his I feet. trimmed everything. <laughs> well, David, I have going, so much less hair and yet I look the same. Yeah, you look the same. You yeah. look still like a like a weird hairy puppy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like it never leaves. So, David, I'm not done yet with the continent of Russia. Great, and we're going back there for another fairy tale today. Though today's yeah. fairy tale is a very specific name. It is the okay. the witch that haunts children in her their dreams. Today, I am reading you an interpretation of. Baba Yaga. Oh, that's so exciting. I was going to ask you when you started Russian stories if we were going to get a Baba Yaga. And so that's very exciting to me. I don't, I don't know the like actual story of the Baba Yaga, I guess. I mean, I know John Wick. Yeah, I was going to say, I originally was going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the origin story of John Wick. But I felt like this was a better way to do it. Yeah. Uh, I just recently watched the new Hellboy, the one with the guy from Stranger Things inside of it. Sure. At a certain point in at the end of the second act, Baba Yaga pays Hellboy a visit, uh-huh. and I was wondering how many things are similar. Pretty similar. There's like a big thing about Baba Yaga's house, and he like yeah, yeah. gets it right on the mark. Yeah. Well, and I know little bits about Baba Yaga, like specifically Baba Yaga's house, because I've read like certain comic series or whatever that have like different takes on fairy tales and stuff or whatever. So uh, I like am passingly familiar with the character of Baba Yaga. Now, this interpretation is told by Arthur Ransom, who wrote... Same guy a, who wrote the other ones, right? He uh-huh, wrote one and of the David, other ones did. I'm pretty sure we have an MCU shared universe situation <laughs> going on. I think all of these stories are taking place in one special Russian fairy tale area. Okay. Uh, David, let's get to your predictions for Baba Yaga. It's just called Baba Yaga? Baba Yaga, Arthur Ransom version... Oh, this is Brothers Grimm, Russia. But I don't think it's the Brothers Grimm. I'll check my book later. I didn't check that. Okay. So, But the title is straight up just Baba Yaga. 
Baba Yaga. Okay. So what I know is that Baba Yaga has a house. The house is... On chickens' legs? <laughs> is that, do I remember that correctly, or is that just an interpretation I've seen? I don't know. Uh, so she's got a house that runs around like on chicken legs, and she—I want to say like I—I I, I don't remember like anything else. So I'm gonna say that she like will grant someone a wish or a desire, and then come back later for like the quote-unquote payment for that wish or desire, which is usually that's what like, happened. That's what happened in the Hellboy movie. Oh, is it? Oh, then I, I haven't seen it. So I, I guess, great. That's my prediction. And then uh, I need a long shot prediction. And that's going to be um, that uh, Baba Yaga in this particular instance. See, I don't know enough about Russian stories yet to make this prediction. But Baba Yaga will be like foiled or defeated in this particular <laughs> telling of the story. You know, like whoever Baba Yaga's target is, is going to somehow get away. But... I don't know, Russian stories might be dark and it might just end with like, and so that's what'll happen to you if you fuck uh, with Baba Yaga. No. no, your head's definitely in the right place. Uh, this episode in particular, there is a new drop that we'll need to work on creating. But Great, we'll, that's, we'll that's wait really we easy there. to do those technical aspects here in isolation. Yeah, of course, in isolation. <laughs> All right, so here we go, David. <clears throat> Baba Yaga, Arthur Ransom version. Tell us about Baba Yaga, begged Morosi. Yes, said Vanya. Please, Grandfather. And about the little hunt on the hen's legs. About the little hut on the hen's legs. Yeah. Oh, there will be no editing of my mistakes in this episode. <laughs> no, I'm not going to work that hard on this. <laughs> it's going to be too impossible to do. <laughs> Baba Yaga is a witch, said old Peter. A terrible old woman she is. But sometimes kind enough. You know, sometimes you're awful, but sometimes it's not so bad. <laughs> you know it was she who told Prince Ivan how to win one of the daughters from the Tsar of the Sea. And that uh, and that she was the best daughter of the bunch. Uh, Vasilla, Vasilla, the very wise. But then, Baba Yaga, usually bad, as in the case of Vassal the Very Beautiful, was the only uh, was only saved from the iron teeth by the cleverness of her magic doll. Okay. Tell us the story of the magic doll, begged Marusia. I will someday, said old Peter. <laughs> but not today. <laughs> and has Baba Yaga really got iron teeth, said Vanya? Iron, like a poker and tong, said old Peter. Okay. What for? Said Mariusa, M A R O O S I A. Okay, Baba Yaga's got iron teeth. Yeah, and someone's asking what for, but like, what do you mean what for? Their teeth. Like, what else would they be for? To eat up little Russian children, to eat said up old Peter. Anything, yeah. <laughs> Specifically children, though, David. Children are the ones that are the most delicious. Okay. When she can get them. Sure. Usually, she only eats bad ones because the good ones uh, get away. She is bony all over, and her eyes and her eyes flash as she drives about in a mortar, beating it with a pestle and sweeping up tracks with a but with a besom, so that you cannot tell which way she has gone. <laughs> so she travels in a magical porter and mortar and pestle, yeah. Uh-huh. And she also has a broom with her, so she gets rid of her track so you can't like see where she is. <laughs> okay. Isn't, her... isn't there a Dragon Ball? Isn't that 
little witch lady that like is friends with Goku and all them. Isn't that Baba Yaga? Uh, I, they might have called her Baba Yaga call her in the I American one. I don't know if that's her like official. Um, I don't know if that's like her official name or whatever. Okay. <laughs> and her hut said Vanya. He had often heard about it before. He wanted to hear about it again. Sure. She lives in a little hut which stands on hen's legs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sometimes it faces the forest. Sometimes it faces the path. And sometimes it walks solemnly about. But in some stories, she lives in uh, another kind of hut with railings of tall sticks and a skull on each stick. And all night long, fire glows in the skulls and fades as dawn rises. Well, that's kind of cool. <laughs> it also reminds me of like, uh, do you know any of the like stories of Vlad the Impaler? Uh, a little bit, but not particularly. He's like the guy that va- that like all the vampires based, are based on, yeah, on yeah, yeah. but to like freak out the local town people so they wouldn't fuck with him, he would just like chop off people's heads, put them on spikes and shit like that. And people yeah. are like, don't go to that guy's house. Don't fuck with that guy. Yeah, that's pretty effective. Now tell us one of the Baba Yaga stories, said Marusa. Please, said Vanya. I will tell you how one little girl got away from her. And, and then if she ever catches you, you will know exactly what to do. Okay. And old Peter put down his pipe because he was very high at this point, And he did. <laughs> <laughs> Just blown smoke I mean, he'd have to be. He's like just sitting around being like, all right, kids, you want to hear a fucked up story that'll scare you for your whole life? <laughs> I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think old Peter got old by like dropping opium all day long. Though, so I think he should be okay. You don't know. Baba Yaga and the little girl with the kind heart. So this is old. This is the story old Peter is now mm-hmm. telling. Mm-hmm. All that pre-show, that's over. Now yeah. we're really getting So the real the title story. should be Baba Yaga and the story of the girl with the kind heart. Right, but it's all lumped into this Baba Yaga umbrella because he was telling them little tidbits about her. Sure. Once upon a time there lived, there was a widowed old man who lived alone in a hut with his little daughter. Very merry they were together, and they used to smile at each at each other over the table, just piled with bread and jam. Everything went well until the old man took uh, took into his head to marry again. Oh boy! Yep, and you know what happens when they marry again, right, David? They uh, get another round of presents. <laughs> Stepmothers. Oh, oh, I That's see. An- yeah. That's a new that's a new drop we need. Now I don't know if we pay for it and it's like a fun like stepmothers or if it's like a what you talking about, Willis, and then like a whip noise. Either one, <laughs> I'll let you work on that, David. Okay. Also, I love that I, I hate it's such a weird turn of phrase that he got it into his head. He's like, Oh, maybe I wanna get maybe I wanna have sex again. <laughs> I should marry. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the old man became foolish in his years of his age, and he took Another wife. What? I love that the story's like, so he got a wife. What an idiot. What an idiot. He's so old. He's not going to know what to do with her. And so the poor little girl had a stepmother. And after that, everything changed. There was no more bread and jam on the table. No more playing Bo Peep. First this side of the samovar, and then that, as she sat with her father at tea. Great, no, nothing. It makes no more sense to me the second time that I read it. (laughs) It was worse than that, for she never did sit at tea. The stepmother said that everything that went wrong was the little girl's fault. 
Um, and the old man believed his new wife. And so there was no more kind words to his little daughter. Hey, she told me you fucked this up. You fucked this up. <laughs> day after day, the stepmother used to say to the little girl was too naughty to sit at the table. And then she would throw her crusts and tell her to go out of the hut and go and eat somewhere else. This is, what a, okay, all right. And the poor little girl used to go away by herself into a shed in the yard and would wet the dry crust with her tears and oh. eat it all alone. Ah, oh. oh, me! She often wept for the old days and she often wept at the thought of the days that were to come. It's a hard end. life, David. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> the end. There's more story. <laughs> Mostly she wept because she was all alone yeah. until one day she found a little friend in the shed. Oh. She was hunched up in a corner of the shed, eating her crust and crying bitterly when she heard a little noise. David, what was it? Uh, it was a mouse. Bingo, bingo. Oh, yeah? It was, it was like this, a scratch, a scratch. And it was just that, a little gray mouse who had yeah. lived in a hole. Hell yeah. Out he came, his little pointed nose and long whiskers, his little round ears and bright eyes. That's Out like good came... food. She's so hungry. No, David, she doesn't eat mice yet. <laughs> also, how much bread, how much bread is crust? Like, I know what crust is, but it's like the outside of a baguette. Because I saw videos on the internet. You can make those tasty again. <laughs> What do you just like plant them in like a half cup of water and then in a couple of days they grow new bread? No, David, that's not how bread works, okay? <laughs> that being said, you do basically dunk it. You like waterboard a loaf of bread and then you cook it in the oven. <laughs> you basically just treat it like our CIA treats people. <laughs> okay, yeah. Out came his little his little humpty body and his long tail. I think that means he was like pelvic thrust. He was like, hey, 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 as he walked out. <laughs> He's a groovy mouse. He's a groovy mouse. And then he sat on his hind legs and curled his tail twice around himself and looked at the little girl. So his his tail looks like a little like a little belt. <laughs> The little girl, who had a kind heart, forgot all her so uh, sorrows and took a scrap of her crust and threw it to the little mouse. Yeah. The, the mousy kid nibbled and nibbled, and there it was gone, and he was looking for another. She gave him another bit, and presently there... Uh, and presently that was gone, and another and another, until there was no crust left for the little girl. Yeah. Well, she didn't mind that. You see, she was so happy seeing the little mouse nibbling and nibbling. Yeah, because then it would fatten him up, and then all she has to do is conk him on the head, and then she's, she's got a nice rat. Or it's a mouse, but like maybe he's as big as a rat at that point. Cause <laughs> it's not a little bunny foo-foo situation. Hmm. Do you know about little bunny foo-foo? Yeah, the, he scooped up the field mice and bopped them on the heads. David, I believe that you're perpetuating the myth of little bunny foo-foo. <laughs> this is Baba Yaga. You're in the wrong tale, bro. Get on the same page. When the crust was done, Mousykin looked up at her with his little bright eyes and... Thank you, he says in a little squeaky voice. Oh. Thank you, he says. You are a kind little girl, and I am only a mouse, and I've eaten all your crust. But there is one thing I can do for you, and that is to tell you to take care. The old woman in the hut, uh, and that, and that was, and that was the cruel stepmother, is 
his own sister to Baba Yaga, oh, the bony-legged the witch. Yeah, her stepmom's Baba Yaga's sister. So it's not so much that this is the story of Baba Yaga and the kind-hearted little girl. It's the story of Baba Yaga and her, what would that be, niece-in-law? Yeah, the, her niece step with the kind niece heart. Step-niece-in-law? Like, something uh, like step-niece, that. Something like that. So if ever she sends you on a uh, sends you on a on a message to your aunt, you come and tell me. For Baba Yaga would eat you as soon as enough with her iron teeth if you did not know what to do. Great. Oh, thank you," said the little girl, and uh, and just then she heard the stepmother calling to her to come in and clean up the tea things, tidy the house, brush up the floor, and clean everyone's boots. Oh, everyone needs to have nice boots. Everyone so, is that just. The stepmom and the dad, like <laughs> yeah. yes, but I'm sure stepmom has a lot of boots. David. Oh boy, yeah. So off she had to go. When she went in, she uh, she had a good look at her stepmother, and was sure enough she had a long nose, and she was <laughs> she as, just now noticed, and she was as bony <laughs> as a fish with all the flesh picked off, and the little girl thought of Baba Yaga and shivered. Though she did not feel so bad when she remembered the mousekin out there in the shed in the uh, there in the shed in the yard. Yeah, how did she not notice the woman that looks like a walking skeleton with like a wig on? <laughs> also, like, is that what dad's into? Oh yeah. Well, great question. See, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to body shame him because no, like, maybe, no, of course not. Of course not. To each their own, and like, everyone has no. their own thing. And yeah, you know. he's just into old haggy, like skinny women. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's an old man too, so maybe he just kind of like went into the town square and was like, "All right, ladies, here's the deal." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know I like, I'm not much. <laughs> I like that he likes washboard abs and that he wants your bones to be sticking out and yeah. look like a washboard. Yeah. Well, guess what, David? The next morning it happened. The oh. old man went off to pay a visit to some friends of his in the next village. Just as I go off, sometimes to see old Fedor. God be with him. That's just an aside from the yeah, author. That's like when the he story talk- within the story. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just so the kids know, this is a thing adults do. Well, of Sometimes course, we... old Theodore. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, Fedor. F E D O R, not Theodore. <laughs> and as soon as the old man was out of sight, the wicked stepmother called the little girl. You are to go. Uh, you are to go today to our dear little aunt in the forest," says she, "and ask her for a needle and thread to mend a shirt." But here is a needle and thread," said the little girl. "Hold your tongue," said the stepmother as she oh. gashed her teeth, and they make a noise like clattering tongs. Oh! Hold your tongue. Does the she stepmom says. also have iron teeth? <laughs> no, but I think that she like knows what to do if she did have iron teeth. <laughs> right? Like she grew up around iron teeth, so she like gets what to do. I guess, yeah. Didn't I tell you you are to go today to our dear little aunt to ask for a needle and thread to mend a shirt? How shall I find her, said the little girl, nearly ready to cry, for she knew that her aunt was Baba Yaga, the bony-legged, the witch. Yeah, oh, that one. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not to be confused with Baba Yaga, long, beautiful hair, and okay legs. (laughs) The stepmother took hold of the little girl's nose and pinched it. Oh. That is your nose, she said. Can you feel it? 
Yes, says the poor little girl. You must go along the road into the forest till you come to a fallen tree. Then you must turn to your left and then follow your nose and you will find her, said the stepmother. I believe Baba Yagas are related to the Toucan San family. <laughs> Because if you follow your nose, you'll find out where to go. I mean, here's the thing is, following your nose, is that just like a fancy way to say go straight? Great question, David. I don't know. It, spoilers. There is something to do with the pain that she feels as like like a guiding like, yeah, rod to where yeah, she's going. Yeah, that's what going. I figured. It's going to like sting more or less or whatever when, yeah. Now, be off with you, lazy one. Here is some food for you to eat, by the way. She gave the little girl a bundle wrapped up in a towel. The little girl wanted to go out the to bundle the bundle looked great, but it was crusts. <laughs> <laughs> for sure it's crusts. The little girl wanted to go into the shed to tell Mousikin that she was going to Baba Yaga and to ask what she should do. But yeah. she looked back and there was the stepmother at the door watching her, and she had to go straight on. She walked along the road through the You know, the in forest. retrospect, she should have just asked the mouse at the time, no, just tell me now what to do. Yeah, like, if the situation <laughs> ever comes up, yeah. yeah, just tell me now. I'll retain the information. <laughs> it, it happened the next day. It's not like she would have had to remember very long. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that many days. It was only 24 hours. <clears throat> but the girl is malnourished, so maybe it's good that we're not giving too much energy to extra memory. I guess. Well, that's not like, okay, all right. <laughs> she walked along the road through the forest till she came to a fallen tree. Then she turned to her left. Her nose was still hurting where her stepmother had pinched it, so she knew she had gone straight ahead. She Straight. She just, so go straight. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was setting out when she heard a little noise from a fallen tree. Scratch, scratch. Who uh, do you think it was, David? It's our bro. And out jumped the little mass and uh, mouse and sat in the road in front of her. And he was like, what the fuck? Why didn't you come to, <laughs> to me? Oh, Mousikin, oh, Mousikin, said the little girl. My stepmother has sent me to her sister. And that is Baba Yaga, the bony-legged, the witch, and I do not know what to do. The mouse is like, I know, I told you that. Like, <laughs> it, will, it will not be difficult, said the little mouse, because of your kind heart. Take all the things you find on the road and do and do with them what you like. Then you will escape from Baba Yaga and everything will be well. Are you hungry, Mousykin? said the little girl. I could nibble, I think, said the little mouse. He's <laughs> he never turns down. Nibble. He never turns down a nibble. Uh, and also, so the thing that she was told is everything she comes across is significant. Okay. The little that would, girl. See, that would make me so anxious because I'd be like, everything? Like, what do you mean everything? Like, right. Do I, pick, do I pick up this flat stove? Do I need this stove? <laughs> the little girl unfastened the towel and there was nothing in it but stones. Oh, my God. That was what the stepmother had given the little girl to eat, by the way. Well, just in case you were. It's technically more than crusts. <laughs> if she eats it by weight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, said the little girl. There's nothing for you to eat. Isn't there, said Mousykin. And as he looked at them, the little what? girl saw the stones turn to bread and jam. What? The little girl sat down on the fallen tree and the little mouse sat beside her and they ate bread and jam until they were not hungry anymore. Man, the, the shit you could do if you just happened upon a random, any magic animal, like... 
not only do they talk, which is magic enough, really, if you right. think about it. Absolutely. But like, but like they like, oh, I can m- make food out of inedible rocks. Like, yeah, that's a thing that could get you through life. I wonder if this is like a Harry in the Harry Potter novels. There's like wizard magic but then there's also goblin magic which like they don't understand like goblins can just do certain things that wizards can't do they can teleport in places and like you know they can just do things like that maybe mouse magic like there's just certain properties of (laughs) mouse magic but that also doesn't i i think it has something to do with either the little girl or the forest because Mm. the mouse had to eat all of like why wouldn't he just make her jam like why wouldn't he do this beforehand why did he eat her dinner Maybe it's because she has a kind heart. The forest, like the forest, will provide. Maybe it might. It, you might. There might. There might be something there. <laughs> Keep the towel," said the little mouse. "I think it will be useful. And remember yeah. what I said about the things you find on the way. And now, goodbye," says he. "Goodbye," said the little girl, and runs along. She's got some jam in her, so she's allowed. She can. She has energy to run along the yeah. road now. Yeah. As she was running along, she found a nice new handkerchief lying in the road. She picked it up and and took it with her. Then she found a little bottle of oil. She picked it up and took it with her. Then she found some scraps of meat. Perhaps I better take them too, she said, and she took them. Then she found a gay blue ribbon. She knew it was gay because it was like, hey! (laughs) (laughs) And she took them. Yeah. Uh, then she found a little loaf of good bread, and she took that too. Okay. I do so like say good bread, like the artisan kind. It's got like the it's got like that shit sprinkled on top. That's like yep. it's like oh, this is bread that wasn't cooked and ground together yet. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely not like uh, Why not do they like do a. That? Su- what do you mean? Why do, do they... they put fucking herbs on the bread? David? No, no, not herbs. Like like you know the breads that have like uh, like like grain on top of them you know what i mean like that's what you would normally grind up into flour to make the bread why did you leave a handful aside <laughs> so, David, so that at the end I can't you could fu- just I can't... throw some of it on top that doesn't make any fucking sense it does make sense it's an artisan bread it's well, like a little what are you trying to prove like oh look it's this came little... from grains of course it did it's fucking bread like <laughs> david it's just a little texture it makes it taste good I'm not i can't believe i can't believe you don't bad. understand this you're you're baffling me on this <laughs> see that's a point it's a pointless gesture i feel like that's all i'm saying david i'm going to continue the story now okay <laughs> fine fine she has good bread and oh, also, all of those things right there, it feels like the mouse enacted a cheat code in like, um, uh, in, in like, uh, that's what, was what the that scratching g- was. He was doing the Konami code inside the, yes. <laughs> inside the bush. What's the game where you play as Prince Grant for the PC? Prince Grant, oh, um, um, Monkey Island, nope, not Monkey Island, same game, it? but it's older than that one, um. The Prince's Quest, and you. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, Dragon's Tale. Nope, not Something Dragon's like Tale. I, you'll we'll Google it at some point. Ah, it's like a it. very, it's a very famous game. It's like Lair? one of the most Dragon's Lair. Nope, it's one of the most famous PC. It's like an old game. You played as Prince Grant. You'd like find. You'd like have to go talk with ants, and the ants would help you get a needle, and then you take the needle to a dragon, and the trees bark is worse than its bite. Oh, uh, King's Quest. King's Quest. Thank you. All right. It, fe- it feels like the mouse just did like all the missions in King Quest. And like, here you go, go to the final level. Wow, so here, that was David, a long walk to get to King's Quest. Here we go. 
Here's the final level. And then she came to the hut of Baba Yaga, the bony-legged, the witch. There was a high fence around it with big gates. When she she pushed them open, they squeaked miserably, (laughs) as if it hurt them to move. The little girl was sorry for them. How lucky, she says, that I picked up a bottle of oil. And she poured the oil into the hinges of the gates. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear oil on things, I just hear that sound effects from Wizard of Oz. That like, thunk, thunk, thunk. That guy's sound effects, perfect oil yeah. noises. Yeah, so I'm already seeing the, the what we're like planting here, which is yeah. like in, in our upcoming escape from Baba Yaga. We're going to be helped by these things that we improved on the way. So, like, maybe the doors will be, like, thankful to her. So they're going to shut, like, in front of Baba Yaga as she's running through. You're not allowed to do (laughs) mid-story predictions. You ruined the end of the story. This is how my brain goes. It starts just whirring. Inside the railings was Baba Yaga's hut, and it stood on hen's legs and walked around the yard. And in the yard there was standing Baba Yaga's servant, and she was crying bitterly because of the tasks Baba Yaga sent her to do. Uh-huh. She was crying bitterly and wiping her specifically, eyes on her Specifically, Baba Yaga asked her to cry bitterly. Yeah. <laughs> Your task today is to weep bitterly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as you do. How lucky, says the little girl, that I picked up a handkerchief. And she gave the handkerchief to Baba Yaga's servant, who wiped her eyes and smiled through her tears. Close by the hut was a huge dog, very thin, gnawing at a dry crust. Mm -hmm. Uh, This town has a plethora of day-old bread, FYI. Everyone has day-old bread. Yeah, yeah. How lucky, said the little girl, that I picked up a loaf. And she gave the loaf to the dog, and he gobbled it up and licked his lips. You think he would get the meat, but he got the fancy loaf. <laughs> he's already eaten crust, so he, he's got like an improved version of what he already had. Yeah, he's got a taste for it. The little girl went bravely up to the hut and knocked on the door. Come in, says Baba Yaga. The little girl went in, and there was Baba Yaga, the bony-legged, the witch, sitting, <laughs> leaving a loom. In the corner of the hut, there was a thin black cat watching a mouse hole. Good day to you, auntie, said the little girl, trying not to tumble. Good day to you, niece, said Baba Yaga. My stepmother has sent me to ask you for a needle and thread to mend a shirt. Very well, says Baba Yaga, smiling and showing her iron teeth. You sit down here at the loom and go on with my weavings while I go and get you a needle and thread. The little girl sat down at the loom and began to weave. Baba Yaga went out and called her servant. Go, make the bath hot and scrub my niece. Scrub her clean. I'll make a dainty meal of her. Nice. The servant came in for for the jug. The little girl begged her, "Be not too quick in making the fire and carry the water in a sea in a sh- a sieve." The servant smiled and said nothing because she was afraid of Baba Yaga. But she took a very long time so, getting the bath ready. Did the little girl? So when Baba Yaga was like, "Ah, go get the bath ready. I'm going to make a nice meal out of her." Like she literally said, "I'm going to make a meal out of her," right? Yeah, yeah, a dainty meal out of her. So she wants this child clean. Yeah. Did she just say that straight up within earshot? Like just like she, like went went to the other room and shut the door, but it's one of those old huts that's like clearly all sound <laughs> is coming through, you know what I mean? So she just Uh, yes. I think everyone is on the same page here of what's going on. 
Baba Yaga came, uh, Baba Yaga came to the window and asked, Are you weaving, little niece? Are you weaving, my pretty? I am weaving, auntie, said the little girl. And when Baba Yaga went away from the window, the little girl spoke to the thin black cat who was watching the mouse hole. What are you doing, thin black cat? Watching for a mouse, said the thin black cat. I haven't had any dinner for three days. And How? there's a mouse around that like has been fattened up with all this crust. No, David, not that not mouse kid. This isn't mouse kid. Mouse kid's <laughs> sacred. How lucky, says the little girl, that I picked up scraps of meat. And she gave them to the thin black cat. The thin black cat gobbled them up and said to the little girl, uh, I like that it's like pieces of meat, but like the girl picked up roadkill. Like what the yeah. fuck did she find in yeah. the forest? Pieces, no, uh, assorted pieces of meat. Yeah. <laughs> little girl, do you want to get out of this? Catechin, dear, said the little girl. I do want to get out of this, for Baba Yaga is going to eat me with her iron teeth. I literally heard her through that thin wall over there. She very much said it. (laughs) Well, says the cat, I will help you. Just then, Baba Yaga came to the window. Are you weaving, little niece, she asked. Are you weaving, my pretty? I am weaving, auntie, said the little girl, working away while the loom went clickety-clack, clickety-clack. Baba Yaga went away. Says the thin cat to the little girl, You have a comb in your hair, and you have a towel. Take them and run for it when Baba Yaga is in the bathhouse. When Baba Yaga chases after you, you must listen. And when she is close to you, throw the towel and it will turn into a big, wide river. It will take her a little time to get over that. And when she does, you must listen. And as soon as she is close to you, throw away the comb and it'll sprout into a forest and she will not be able to get through it at all. (laughs) Well, then why don't you start with the comb? Why, why, Why do the... This is the second Russian fairy tale where things that hide you are an entire forest, like an entire bridge. Yeah, yeah. And a river and a bridge. That's right. Yeah. But you'll hear the loom stop, said the little girl. I'll see to that, said the thin black cat. Oh my god, is there going to be a cat, like, working a loom? The cat (laughs) took the little girl's place at the loom. Clickety-clack, (laughs) clickety-clack, and the loom never stopped for a moment. And honestly, it was done better than it ever had been. That cat has some real skill. The little girl looked at to see what Baba Yaga, if Baba Yaga was in the bathhouse. And then she jumped down uh, from the little hut on the hen's legs and ran to the gates as fast as her legs could flicker. The big dog leapt to tear her to pieces. Just as he was going to spring on her, he saw who she was. Mm-hmm. Why, it's the little girl who gave me a loaf, says he. A good journey to you, little girl. And lay down <laughs> again with his head between his paws. So everyone knows when the dog says a good journey, Santel like tipped an invisible cap. <laughs> yeah, he had, like a, he had like a hat on when he did And it. a good day to you, lady. When she came to the gates, they opened quietly, quietly, without making any noise at all because the oil she had poured on the hinges. Right. Outside the gates, there was a little birch tree that beat her in the eyes so that she oh. could not go by. It's just like, just frantically like, like the trees from Wizard of Oz. Uh-huh. 
uh, how lucky, says the little girl, that I picked up this gay ribbon. And she tied it up at the birch tree with a pretty blue ribbon. Then nice. the birch tree was so pleased with the ribbon that it stood still, admiring itself as the girl went by. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I picture she tied the like the the branches behind it, and it's now like, oh, hello, hello, oh. hello, sexy tree. I think that she just put it like around the trunk, and it's just like, oh, I'm so no, pretty. I think she, well, because we no, all, she tied the knowledge. Ri- it's common knowledge that birch trees are the most vain of all trees. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Followed by eucalyptus because they want that social distancing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, how did she... Uh, okay, I read the blue ribbon part. Here we go. How <laughs> did she run? Meanwhile, the thin black cat sat at the loom. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack, <laughs> snagged the loom. But oh. you never saw such tangles and the tangles made by the thin black cat. So I think what the cat is doing is the he's cat sabotaging is just, it. <laughs> no, right, he is sabotaging, but I think he's <clears throat> I think the cat's just on the pedal, like just like flipping back and forth like yeah. on the pedal. <laughs> And presently, Baba Yaga came to the window. Are you weaving, little niece? She asked. Are you weaving, my pretty? I am weaving, auntie, said the thin black cat, tangling and tangling while the loom went clickety-clack, clickety-clack. That's not the voice of my little dear, said Baba Yaga, and she jumped into the hut, gashing her iron teeth. Uh, and there was no little girl and only the thin black cat sitting at the loom, tangling and tangling the threads. David, <laughs> I am wrong. The cat was literally pretending to be a human. It yeah. was like a keyboard <laughs> yeah. cat. That's what I'm saying. It was, it's a really fun image. And also, uh, like the cat is probably not going to really have any consequences here because like, that's just what cats do. That's just what cats do. This they is just a normal cat shit. life. They, just they love yarn. Up. Cats love yarn. <laughs> Grr, says Baba Yaga, and jumped for the cat and begins and begins banging about. Why didn't you tear the little girl's eyes out? Oh. In all my years I have served you, said the cat. You have given me one little bone, but the kind little girl gave me scraps of meat. Baba Yaga <laughs> threw the cat into the corner and went into the yard. Why didn't you squeak when she opened you, she asked the gates. Why didn't you tear her to pieces, she asked the dog. Why didn't you beat her in the face and not let her go by, she asked the birch tree. Why were you so long in getting the bath ready? If you had been quicker, she would have never gotten away, said Baba Yaga to the servant. And she rushed about the yard, beating them all and scolding and scowling at the top of her voice. Oh, well, it's no fun that they all got beaten. Well, I mean, right, but, like, two of them don't feel pain, so, like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the gate's not feeling any pain, right? You it's don't just know like that. Gay. Well, that's right. Ah, said the gates, in all the years that we served you, you never even eased us with water, but the kind little girl poured good oil into our hinges. Ah, said the dog. In all the years I served you, you never threw me anything but burnt crust, but the little girl gave me a good loaf. Yeah, with like little useless shit on top of it. Ah, said the little birch tree, in all my years I served you, you never tied me up, even with thread. But the kind little girl tied me up with a gay blue ribbon. Yeah, and I have so many matches on Tinder now, which is not a thing that normally trees like to use. We don't appreciate the association (laughs) (laughs) of Tinder. I like that the tree has been into uh, uh, B- uh, BDSM this whole time and just no, it just never it knew. Just it just hasn't been able to express it. 
it was always having to be the dominant, but now it gets to be the submissive, and it's very <laughs> happy about it. Ah, said the servant, in all the years I served you, you have never given me a rag, but the little kind girl gave me a pretty handkerchief. Baba Yaga gnashed at them with her iron teeth. Nah, nah, nah. Then she jumped into the mortar and sat down. She drove it along the pestle and swept up her tracks with the bee sum and flew off in pursuit of the little girl. The little girl ran and ran. She put her ear to the ground and listened. Bang, bang, bangity bang. And she could hear Baba Yaga beating the mortar with the pestle. Thump, thump. Thump! Baba Yaga was quite close. There she was, uh, there she was, beating with the pestle and sweeping up the basin, coming along the road. As quickly as she could, the little girl took out the towel and threw it on the ground. And the towel grew bigger and bigger and wetter and wetter. <laughs> <coughs> and there was a deep, broad river between Baba Yaga and the little girl. And the little girl turned and ran. And how she ran! Baba Yaga came flying up in the mortar, and the mortar could not float in the river. It's like a, it's the same technology as those hoverboards at Back to the Future. They can't go over water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and in the river with Baba Yaga inside. She, uh, but the mortar could not float over the water with Baba Yaga inside. She drove it in, but only got wet for her trouble. Tongs and pokes tumbling down a chimney are nothing to the noises she made as she gnashed her iron teeth. She turned home. Think about it, something clanging down yeah. a metal chimney. Yeah, Her that mouth was an is interesting worse than metaphor that. to like, like give us. She turned home and went flying back into the little hut on hind's legs. She then got together all of her cattle and drove them to the river. Drink, drink, she screamed at them, and the cattle drank up all oh, the river to the yeah. last drop. And Baba Yaga, sitting in the mortar, drove it with the pestle and swept up the tracks with the besom, flew over the dry bed of the river in pursuit of the little girl. The little girl put her ear to the ground and listened. Bang, bang, bangity bang. She could hear Baba Yaga beating the mortar with the pestle. Nearer and nearer she came the noise. And there was Baba Yaga beating the pestle and sweeping up with the besom, coming along the road close behind. The little girl threw down the comb and grew bigger and bigger. And the teeth sprouted up into a thick forest, thicker Thicker, thicker than this forest that we live. So thick, not even Baba Yaga <laughs> can force her way through. And Baba Yaga, gnashing her teeth and screaming with rage and disappointment, turned around and drove away home uh, to her little hut on hen's legs. That was it. They, <laughs> the end? Got, that, no, no, not the end. But oh. that was all. <laughs> she was not going to go through that dense forest. Yeah, that no, forest was. That shit. There's like probably like ticks in there yeah absolutely this is mouse magic david no one knows what's going on <laughs> the little girl ran home she was afraid to go in and see her stepmother so she ran into the shed scratch scratch out came the little mouse so you got away all right my dear says the little mouse now run in don't be afraid your father is back you must tell him about it the little girl went into the house where have you been says father and why are you out of breath the stepmother turned yellow when she saw her. Her eyes glowed and her teeth ground together until they broke. Oh. Uh, I just I, Real a, talk, I have had so many dreams where I've done that. She did it. The what? The lady, I mean, maybe that's how Baba Yaga, like, gnashing oh, teeth is a problem. That, I'm going to have that dream tonight. Fuck. Yeah, bro, you're going to have <laughs> big nightmares. Uh, if we ever write a fairy tale, I'd love to write a fairy tale about a stepmother who has to get rid of her stepchildren because the kids are actually evil. Like, the kids are actually a problem, and she has to kill them. Yeah, yeah. 
But the little girl was not afraid, and she went to her father and climbed on his knee and told him everything, just as it had happened. When the old man knew that the stepmother had sent his little dollar, uh, daughter to be eaten by Baba Yaga, he was so angry that he drove her out of the hut and ever afterwards lived alone with the little girl. Much better is for the both of them. <laughs> yeah, man. I am never getting married again. <laughs> never again. And the little mouth said, Ivan, the little mouth, uh, the little mouth said, old Peter, came and lived in the hut. And every day it would used to sit up on the table and eat crumbs and warm its paws on the little girl's glass of tea. Tell us a story about a cat, please, Grandfather, said Vanya, who was sitting with Vladimir curled up in his arms. The story of a very happy cat, said Merosa, and then scratching uh, Banyan's nose, she added, and afterwards, a story about a dog. I'll tell you the story of a very unhappy cat who became very happy, said old Peter. I'll tell you the story of the cat who became the head forester. Oh my the god! End. It's a shared universe, David. It's a shared universe. These were the kids that the cat Forster was talking to. Well, that's delightful. So there you go, David. That's the story of Baba Yaga. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I dig that. It's just like a cautionary tale to children, I guess. Beware of your aunt. I guess. I mean, we'll go to lessons in a second. I love all the classic fairy tale stuff. Lots of repetition. Yeah. Lots of cheat. Listen, in fairy tales, you are told what to do. And if you do those things, everything works yep, out. You the will little be girl did everything that she was told to do and everything worked out. Yeah. In fact, yep. that's a good... Let's. In fact, let's go to lessons. Okay. Lessons. Kids, do everything adults ask you to do. Because <laughs> even if it's bad, you will not be held accountable for it. <laughs> I mean, I... I uh, sh uh, God. Big asterisk after that one. But yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, listen. Trust and believe and don't fuck with mouse magic. Yeah, mouse magic is very powerful. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think real, real uh, lesson is um, kind-heartedness will get get you through it you know like it's a good thing um, uh, absolutely uh also uh listen take care of your teeth no one wants iron teeth don't get into a position where you have to have iron chompers i don't know i mean i kind of feel like baba yaga was leaning into it baba yaga digs the fact that she has iron teeth and wants to constantly show them off it's like her selling point she is sort of like a rapper she does want everyone to see that bling though yeah. Uh, I also think another lesson this story hits home is good help is hard to find. You know, Baba Yaga, <laughs> she let that dog live there. She let that cat live well, there. Went I think free. The, the lesson, Went free, David. No. Well, the lesson there is take care of your employees. No, David, listen, I've worked in the workplace. And when they let you go, they let you know real that you are not needed anymore. You are an unemployed <laughs> piece of shit. And you should be grateful for what we gave you. <laughs> Still haven't found a job, everybody. Coronavirus is complicating everything. Yes, it <laughs> is. <laughs> there you go, David. With all the boogie monsters in the world, here is the boogie monster of Baba Yaga. Very cool. I dig it. Uh, listen, hopefully everyone is listening to this. Thank you so much for listening to it. Hopefully yeah. this is not lost into the annals of time, but who knows? Who knows? If this works, though... 
Guys, I'm letting you know we're going to be releasing a lot of episodes. I'm well, talking same schedule. a lot same, of... No, nope, I'm going to make you do so many more episodes, David. We're going to do an episode a day, basically. That's not real. That's not a real it's thing. It's going to happen. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. That's been David Miller. And that's always Michael Santel. David, what if this episode sounds nine times better than all the I told, episodes? I told, that's, I told Michelle that. I was like, I bet you this is going to sound like better than any episode we've done. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, and also work on a work on a, a sound effect for the iron teeth clanking, like a metal oh, gate closing look, or something. You're putting a lot of it. This is supposed to be up in <laughs> Don't 10, tell them nine hours. Don't so. tell them. Listen, you have a pass. It could be end of day. Don't tell them how late we did this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. We love you. We'll see you later. All right. Take care of yourselves. Bye. Stay home. Isolate. Wash your hands. Okay, bye. That's our show. Thanks for coming around. Don't be sad. No need to frown. We'll have more stories. Don't throw a fit. Goodbye, one and all. And we'll see you in a bit. And one, one two, two, three. three. <laughs> It's so bad. It's so bad, but...